0: Money on cash on me. my phone
1: Alright. Welcome to Barbershop.talk podcast. Now, this is a podcast where our topics are determined by the conversation in the barbershop on Saturday. That's right. If you talked about it in the shop on Saturday, we're gonna talk about it tonight on our podcast.
0: That's right, nigga.
1: Hello, my name is J. Rod, and I am your host. I am in Out the Way Studio here in indianapolis also known as the and i am joined with my co-host kc
2: thank you jay rod it is a pleasure to co-host Talk podcast here in out the way studios i look forward to presenting topics we discuss in the shop as well as the manner in which we discuss them this would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal from critique to humor and fun all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop
0: talk. Gash on me, a phone. That's, that's no i trying to hustle. That white one. Girl, Can you hear me? All,
1: all well, Let's start with. Hey, you know something, KC? I almost forgot because we got a note from our sponsor that he left in the studio. Mm-hmm. And he wanted us to promote his new album yeah. or CD or download the music, if you will. Uh, his me, new project. His new project, yes. So I didn't get a chance to listen to every last one of the songs on there. because They got about maybe eight or so. But he wanted to make certain that we at least sample this for his audience. It's called Better Love. So let's just go ahead and play that.
2: Uh, I'm for better love, J-Rod.
1: <laughs> As usual. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go with this Better Love.
0: Think you crazy say so you hate me? play crazy like, why you hate me? You pray for betters, is what you asking for. I give you better than what you asking for. Tired of the hugging, all the hollering in the back and forth. That's gonna drive you crazy. Think about you come with phases. Yeah. Quick to yeah. fall in love. You just as quick to say you hate me. I know I'm far from perfect, because you perfect. is you're staying. Even with you gone in my heart, I ain't complaining, though. Right. I have my fair share of women, but you my favorite, though. I know I love you first, but I ain't say it, though. Yeah. I promise yeah. to myself that I keep a player, though. Yeah
2: oh boy man that had me going j-rock
1: yes indeed i think i think he has a hit on his hand
2: yeah i really do yeah i'm gonna buy that i'm gonna download it i'm gonna shoot a bootleg
1: (laughs) (laughs) now just for our listeners you can uh find his music on spotify please feel free to download that and allow me to give the name of his new album or his project It's truly yours it is truly yours now also i will remind our audience that this is uh uh, it may not be suitable for small children because of the lyrics, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's a very, very uh, good uh, project. And I think you're going to like it. I think he, he blended a little bit of old school in with the new school. All right. You know, I, I'm going to go ahead and get started on our topics because we had a uh, um, a conversation in the barbershop and it was hilarious. We You know, we had one of our Caucasian customers in the shop. Mm-hmm. We are a very diverse shop. And he was talking about when uh, uh, Caucasian people get mad mm-hmm. and they wanna throw down or fight, that they're very direct. Yeah, He said they speak differently. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna play you a, a clip of, he said, this is, you can tell we're mad and ready to throw down. Mm-hmm. This is what he said.
2: Dude, what is up, dude? No, what did you say, dude? What is up? Start the video. Things wipe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all this dude stuff dude dude
2: dude and
1: he didn't even know that we was uh, uh videotaping up the time <laughs> he was like, start the video <laughs> we already started it but he said they very direct now i will say this in contrast you know now when when black people get a little upset you know you you got to know the code
2: yeah because he said he got caught up one time and he didn't realize he was in a situation that's right. Until it was too late. <laughs> it, was, it was way too late.
1: <laughs> you should have known the code. So we, we got we got this little clip. We, we recorded this in the barbershop as well, where a young boy is really interpreting mm-hmm. or explaining to this customer.
2: Warning sign. Yeah. <laughs>
1: if you hear this, it really means this. So just go ahead. Let's play that clip.
3: I'm not sure who need to hear this, but if a black person tells you you picked the right one today, you in fact did not pick the right one. Also, the phrase, who do you think you're talking to, is not an actual question, just an FYI. And my personal favorite, I got time today, doesn't mean they actually have time, but for you, it will clear their schedule. See also, your mother says, what did you just say to me? The correct answer is nothing, sorry. Another one of my favorites here. you going to learn today. Please know a physical lesson is about to be taught. <laughs> and with that being said, the phrase, be right back, is the deadliest of them all. You shouldn't be there when they get back. You should not be there. And from the East Coast to the West Coast, I'm sure we got for me with this one. You got me fucked up is definitely like top three. And let's not forget about the Descendant. You got me all the way fucked up. Cultural competency in it. Also, if the shorts are being pulled up, why they asking what's up? Just know there's no interest in knowing what's actually up. Run. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: now, now see, we gotta talk about that, Jay Rod. <laughs> okay, we gotta talk about that. There was a lot of info there. We gotta break it down.
1: That is true because they, they had a couple of my favorites in there. Yeah. You know, and I'm just gonna throw this right out there, Casey. Uh, I, I love what you said. Well, they say I'll be right back.
2: Ooh!
1: Don't wait for them. No, when they
2: leave, you leave. <laughs> yeah, been if they make it back and you still there, you gonna be there <laughs>
1: forever. That's right. Oh.
2: Uh, there's uh, a few of them that just, just caught me, man. Uh, let's start with. uh uh You picked the right one. Oh
1: yeah.
2: Now, you may have gotten away. At, what I'm gonna Ooh. translate that? You may have gotten away with this stuff before, but you ain't getting away with this this time, you know. You picked the right one.
1: You picked the right one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh time today, that means I I ain't just gonna mess you up. I'm gonna give you a proper ass whooping. <laughs> I'm gonna whoop your ass for a while. <laughs>
1: that's, a, that's exactly that's exactly what I mean. You know, I, now I do have, I, I'm chuckled on this one. I really uh-huh. chuckled on this one. What he said, when they pull their pants up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Especially the way they
1: like to have their stuff
2: uh, sagging. <laughs> you can't get a, big, a bigger red flag. No, 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 no. I got one more too. All right. You going to learn today. Oh yeah. All right. Now, you, you ever had an educational experience where, you know, you had to? learn something hands-on, you know, it might, you know, are playing in the dirt or something? They had a project at school, you had to learn hands-on. Yep. Well, this is going to be one of them times. There's going to be some hands-on you. And it, it's going to remind you of, like, uh, when your mama gives you that whooping. Oh, yeah. And she's talking to you while you're whooping. Yes, indeed. That's what learning hands-on is going to be. <laughs> He's going to be whooping your ass and telling you about what you did wrong. Well, <laughs>
1: let me tell you about my mom. Yeah, my mom won't be, but a lot of times she throw those punches. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mom. And if you ducked in this one, she come back with several more. Oh, she gonna come back now. She gonna come back. Now this is the this is the uppercut. So she did the uppercut, did the jab, combination jab and uppercut. <laughs> Man, was
2: your mama Muhammad Ali? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was a bad. She
1: was bad. She did flow like a butterfly and <laughs> like a bee. <laughs> as a bad woman, Woo. and she had time today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good service announcement, boy. I think everybody can learn from that one. Yes. Well, I tell you what. Now we're gonna we had another uh, a little clip we want to play because this came out the barbershop as well. Is where uh, you know how they have. Uh, uh, fun facts. They just said, do you know this? Mm-hmm. And you go back and forth and we try to find out who had the most fun facts or trivia questions or things like that. Yeah. This one kind of took a turn. So let's go ahead and play this
2: one.
4: Did you know that polar bear's fur isn't white? It's see-through and reflects the light, making it seem white. Huh! How cool! Yeah! Are they a predator or an optical illusion? They're both! <laughs>
5: Did you know that bats are the only mammal that can fly?
4: Oh, if you don't count Superman. (laughs) Hey, Tarek, did you know that the most violent incident in the civil rights era is something most of us have never heard of? On the campus of South Carolina State University in 1968, state troopers shot 28 student protesters, and there was no formal investigation. Did you know that?
5: No. um, (laughs) I didn't. Uh, Did you know that Canada is actually south of Detroit,
4: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to look at a map. Yeah, Tarek, did you know that one quarter of the first 33 black men elected to Georgia's legislature were threatened, beaten, or killed by white protesters? No.
5: Um. Did you know that the first footprints on the moon will be there for a million years?
4: Cool.
5: <laughs>
4: did you know? There's a long and rich history of black journalism in this country, but there are about 25 black owned papers from the late 18 and early 1900s that have no remaining copies. And did you know that the reason for that is usually because the newspaper offices were destroyed by angry white mobs? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know that?
5: Um, these are supposed to be fun facts, right?
4: Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it seems like mine are fun, but yours are truly terrifying.
4: Really? I didn't notice that. How about this? Did you know that more people visit France than any other country in the world?
5: I didn't. It must be because Paris is the city of love.
4: What I don't love, though, is the fact that Wilberforce College, the first university owned and operated by African-Americans, has been burned to the ground by racial terrorists twice. Roger Williams University in Tennessee was also burned down two times before it finally closed. And it's not just colleges. In 1910, white rioters burned down every black school in New Orleans. And the city didn't have a black school for 17 years.
5: That is not fun.
4: But it is a fact.
5: Okay, uh, but I thought this was gonna be like a fun, lighthearted segment.
4: Derek, as black people living in America, we don't have the luxury of being (laughs)
5: lighthearted. Now that's a fact.
4: This Uh has been Did You Know?
1: That's right. That's a big uh-oh.
2: Yeah. That,
1: man. Was, that was some serious stuff. Yeah.
2: It was, it was lighthearted facts, J-Rod.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you heard what the lady said. You heard what the lady said. And, and I truly believe that uh, this represents why we should continue to have Black history in schools. Because these yes. are very popular facts. And I'm just curious, how many of our listeners actually knew some of those facts?
2: Right. So, and, and I think they should expand black history uh, the entire curriculum and because when things occurred in america in a certain time period the black history should be uh taught in that same time period as well not just condensed it all to one month it okay, was one month learn some black facts and then get over it no as you learn american history learn black history that coincided with that history that you're being taught
1: uh, i i agree with you so much and it goes back to the saying that why is Black History uh, Month as the shortest days of the year? Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I'm just gonna go ahead and move on for of that because I'm gonna go ahead and remember last week we had people writing in because now they wanna do commercials here on barbershop.talk.
2: Right, and you know, they're willing to pay us. Uh, we're willing to play them.
1: Well, we got, <laughs> we got another check. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have another product that we are gonna introduce exclusively on our podcast. And so, let's go
4: ahead and play it. Hey, good morning, honey. What you doing? Oh,
3: it's the darn Coffee Maker. It's on the fritz again. Uh, You know I can't start my day without a cup of coffee.
4: Hey, don't worry. I've got just what you need. Really? What is it? It's the new coffee-flavored bubble gum from the Blozuka Gum Company, and it's loaded with caffeine. Here, try a piece.
3: Mmm, this is great. And it tastes like coffee.
6: What's it called? It's called blow Java.
3: Blow Java. <laughs> mm, there's so much flavor. It's like an explosion in my mouth.
4: You bet. There's nothing like a blow Java first thing in the morning.
3: Mm. <laughs> it's a healthy flavored gum.
6: Blow Java. Blow Java.
3: Open wide, stick out your tongue. Blow Java. Blow Java. You <laughs> can chew, but please don't bite all right blow
4: so honey what'd you think of blow
3: Mmm, that was great can i keep this pack
4: sure you like it that much huh
3: actually when i get to work i'm giving my boss a blow java maybe i'll get that raise i've been looking for hey don't forget me i could use a blow java too you know
6: <laughs> sorry buddy you're married you'll have to get your blow java someplace else blow java, the coffee flavored bubble gum Also available in mocha, cappuccino, and our most popular flavor, a latte.
3: Honey, I just love blowjava.
6: I
1: can tell. Look at the size of that wad in your mouth.
3: (laughs) Hey, look, (laughs) I'm blowing a bubble. Look, I've got gum all over my face. Hey, let me take a picture. (laughs) We'll call this picture the gum shot. (laughs) You're not going to put that on the internet again, are you? There's caffeine in
5: every bite. Low, driver. Low driver.
3: we will
4: keep you up all night
3: Low Java. Low chew a wad but not in haste sorry about that salty take.
2: what kind of commercial was that that's an interesting product j-rock yeah it, <laughs> it's truly a product
1: uh, now I think they forgot to add this on to the the end of the commercial and I would recommend it so I'm going to go ahead and do it for them. Uh available at Walmart and Target and other <laughs> local <laughs> retails in your area.
2: So go in there and ask for a blow Yeah, a blow job. That is what you want.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying all that? I think I think it's best to start talking about uh, recognizing our sponsor. Okay. I think it's a good time to do that. Okay, blow job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's a party in on the already It's a party in
1: All right, it's time to recognize our sponsor. Our first sponsor is King Cap. We are so thankful that he allowed us to use his studio every Tuesday night to do our podcast. Also, he asked us to let you know that he has other organizations under his umbrella he is very proud of his custom made t-shirt and apparel uh, business if you want to know anything or get an order or just want to inquire about something go ahead and email king cap that's king k-i-n-g cap capital a capital kap ap 317 at gmail.com also as a reminder you heard one of his new hits from his project please go out to spotify and purchase it it'll be fantastic and he will be thankful <laughs> The baddest Miami. All right, let's recognize our second sponsor that is 421 Barbershop, where good things happen to your hair. If you want good things happening to your hair, come on in and see one of our master barbers. I will have to tell you, it is a family friendly barbershop.
0: It's
1: a party out It's a party out Woo! I guess that's our sponsor. Oh, yeah. You know we might try to get another some some additional sponsorship with uh blow java (laughs) 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 they they may be a pretty good sponsor or at least continue to run your uh advertisement well hey you uh...
2: keep the checks running we'll keep the the ad running (laughs) you go absolutely
1: (laughs) you know i'm going to switch gears on you because i am uh, i was disappointed Mm -hmm. uh when they made the nominee for the supreme court and i heard some republicans come out talking about we just need to hire somebody of qualifications. In fact, here's the short snippet of what I heard on TV that got my attention. Uh, let me see if I can find that real quick. I, it was very it was I didn't like it.
2: As President Biden nominates Judge Jackson, a black woman to the Supreme Court, people like Mike Brown complain, How about we put people in jobs because they are the most qualified?
1: That's what kills me. Mm-hmm. The most qualified.
2: yeah, they're already disqualifying her without even looking into what her qualifications are.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, I did some homework. Now, of Mm -hmm. course, Arthur helped me with this. So I had Arthur. uh, Arthur, uh, go ahead and and, and play it again for me. Uh, Are there qualifications to be a justice? Let me know. Here we go. Arthur, do your thing.
6: The Constitution does not specify qualifications for justices such as age, education, profession, or native-born citizenship. A justice does not have to be a lawyer or a law school graduate, but all justices have been trained in the law. Many of the 18th and 19th century justices studied law under a mentor because there were few law schools in the country.
1: Now, did you hear that, Casey? Mm -hmm. What's surprising to me is I just assume that they at least had to be a lawyer, a judge, or something of that nature. And I have found out that the Constitution does not specify any qualifications whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so it seemed like to me, she's already qualified. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but also, I went another step. I said, Okay, if there's no qualification, surely there have to be some, some particular skills, right? Skills have to be in there. So, uh, Arthur, uh, tell us the type of skills that you need to have.
6: Interpersonal Compassion, empathy, and respect for the essential dignity of all persons. Courtesy. Patience. Moral courage and high ethics. A reputation for honesty, integrity, and fairness. Strong, dignified interpersonal skills that command authority. Confidence, with an absence of pomposity and authoritarian tendencies.
2: Wow. You know something that eliminates Trump. (laughs) (laughs) I I agree
1: with you on that. That But also the other side of the coin, Casey, that qualifies you. Yeah, you got all those personal skills there. Man,
2: you know what? I'm changing my occupation. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should. I think you'd be great uh, a
1: justice. i would like you to, to go ahead and rule on some yeah, of these uh... get
2: rid of Clarence thomas <laughs>
1: yeah well you need to do that like asap yeah. asap you know this also got me thinking i want how many of those justices actually have a uh, a law degree what do you
2: think i mean i heard what they were saying but you would think that most if not all supreme court justices would at the very minimum have a law degree. I, I think you're
1: right. I, I think they should study it. I mean if they if they are making rulings yeah. on court on the law. Right. Yeah. That they should at least study that and have a law degree. Well let's find out. Let's find out. All right, Arthur, tell us uh, how many Supreme Court justices have a law degree?
6: In total, of the one hundred and fourteen justices appointed to the court, forty-nine have had law degrees. An additional 18 attended some law school, but did not receive a degree and 47 received their legal education without any law school attendance.
1: Wow. Oh, did they say out of 114? 114...
2: Yeah. Only 49 actually had law degree.
1: Wow. And it sound like 18 of them was uh, dropouts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it said 18 attended some law school, but did not receive their degree. That sounded mm-hmm. like a dropout to me. Wow. Wow. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Now, now it really got me rolling here. I, I, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, all right. Let's do this. It, normally there's some kind of pattern or trend, uh, in order to make it to a certain level. Yeah. You know, so let's see if there's any patterns or trend or what do the majority but, of them have? Yeah.
2: Cause I will say this. I think when you look at the recent court appointees and by recent, I mean, in the last, you know 30 40 years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think there's been more an adherence to uh meeting certain qualifications beyond what is stipulated there because it's not stipulated right right so That's- yeah
1: I, I, I can see that i can see that um you yeah, know a matter of fact i'm tracking with you on that mm-hmm. uh because the constitution says really there's no qualification but there normally is some type of trend or pattern within the last 30 or 40 years mm-hmm. so let's see what that is
6: Most recent Supreme Court justices have taken similar educational and career paths to the highest court in the U.S. Many studied law at Harvard or Yale. Some served as clerks to other judges after law school, and many were judges on circuit courts before being nominated to serve on the Supreme Court.
1: All right. I hear the common denominators, right? I'm mm-hmm. going to write those down, Casey, because I think this is important. Okay. It says, uh, study law at Harvard or Yale. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's other prestigious schools out there, but that's a yeah. pattern. Harvard, Clark College. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's way down there. But, <laughs> but if you put the qualifications and skills, that would qualify. I, I don't know
2: that that's way down there, but let's move on. Let's move on. All right,
1: <laughs> all right. Harvard, and Yale uh, Serve as a clerk. That's mm-hmm. critical, and then also uh, apparently has some experiences being a judge. So yes. those seem to be the three uh, patterns that I see here. You know, something, what I am going to do, I'm going to give you the background, I'll have Arthur give you the background of Miss Brown-Jackson Okay. to see if she falls into that law. All right, here we go.
6: Ketan G. Brown-Jackson is an American attorney and jurist who has served as a federal judge on the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit since 2021.
1: Okay, it looks like one of the things there, right? She mm-hmm. was a judge. Yeah. A judge was a common denominator. Okay, I'm tracking with that. Let's, let's hear the rest of it.
6: Jackson attended Harvard University for college and law school, where she served as an editor on the Harvard Law Review.
2: Wow. Okay. Wow. It's, it's another one, right? Yeah, attended Harvard and was the editor of the Harvard Law Review. Wow. I mean, that's a prestigious position.
1: That is correct. And it says that, remember that common denominator we wrote down? It says Harvard or Yale. yeah. Okay, I'm going to say Harvard. Or Clark. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if Clark is up there, but here we go.
6: She began her legal career with three clerkships, including one with U.S. Supreme Court Associate Justice Stephen Breyer.
2: Oh my goodness! He's a current Supreme Court Justice. That's right. So that means so she did her internship, yeah,
1: with the Supreme Court, right? So she's very familiar with the process.
2: I mean, she didn't just do an internship; she did it with the Supreme, Supreme Court. court. <laughs> so, Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And again, she knocked off another common denominator. It says be a serve as a clerk. What better place to serve as a cl- clerk yeah. at the Supreme Court? All right, I got I got to finish this up. I got to hear the rest of this stuff.
6: Prior to her elevation to an appellate court from 2013 to 2021 she served as a District Judge for the United States District Court for the District of Columbia. Jackson was also Vice Chair of the United States Sentencing Commission from 2010 to 2014. Since 2016, she has been a member of the Harvard Board of Overseers. On February 25, 2022, President Joe Biden nominated Jackson to be an Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States, Filling the vacancy created by Breyer's retirement.
1: Well, like you should. That's the, yeah. like, That was a pretty solid resume. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and it upsets me that anybody, knowing the background, is going to try to say that we should have qualified people or nominate qualified people.
2: Well, you know what they mean when they say qualified,
1: mm.
2: white, Caucasian. I think you're
1: absolutely right. And it just burns me even more. Is that uh, uh, we have a rapist as a justice
2: and as a former president?
1: Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about that, but yeah, that the last justice just got that uh, actually was nominated in the Supreme Court. There's an allegation that he he raped uh, a classmate. Not
2: the last, the next
1: to the last. Well, next to last, you're absolutely right. Next to last, you're absolutely right that it was allegation that he raped a, a a student. At a college party. Yeah. And and how that they would that they wouldn't talk about qualification then. No. You know, uh, and they wouldn't they wouldn't talk about having a a very uh pristine uh resume then.
2: Right. He was known as a drunkard, a loud drunkard, uh, while in college. And And even that and even later.
1: Absolutely. You know, it is amazing. Uh it's one of the things I have found that's a pattern with the Republican Party, is that they don't want you or their followers or their members to think. No. They just want to play with your emotions to direct you to go in the direction they want you to go in. Mm-hmm. So that's why we say a lot on our pack, our podcast, educate yourself. Yes. Yeah. And I have to admit, when we first started researching uh, the qualifications of this, this judge, I just assumed that they had to be a lawyer. I just assumed that they had to have a law degree. And based on the Constitution, that is not the case. Mm -hmm. So don't get sucked in about having a discussion about if somebody's qualified or not.
2: And no matter how high you want to raise the bar, you think somebody ought to be for justice, she exceeds it anyway.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I think with that, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, sign off. That seemed like to me, uh, Casey, that was a very good topic and a very important
2: topic. And timely. Yes.
1: So, in other words, what I'd like to do is uh, uh, i like to go ahead and thank our listeners. I'm going to ask you to continue to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, we love to see our audience grow, and we would love for you to be a member and a constant listener. So, with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to
3: KC.
2: Thank you, J-Rod. So, when you're with your coworkers and they're doing those sound bites that they hear off of Fox News or whatever about this judge, hey, you you dispel all that good crap. You know, you let her know how qualified this woman is and that there's not even any qualifications required uh, for the position. With that, I want to thank uh, thank you for listening to Barbershop.Talk podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast. Barbershop.Talk, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, and we say
0: go mob. No mob. count on cash on me shawty blow my phone that's corny that's a no-no i'm trying to hustle